Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yes, indeed, that catchy theme song means only one thing. You have stumbled aimlessly into the steam room. The podcast, which features Charles Barkley, I'm Ernie Johnson. Man, what a great Christmas and holiday I, season I am it is so right excited. now. And the words of my boy Rick Flair. Woo! And that would be because we work tonight on Tuesday, the 20th of December, and then are back on Thursday, January 5th. That is two weeks of sunshine in the desert. Chuckster already, out uh, there. Hitting the little ball out oh, there on those I lush the weather fairways. Too. 70 every day for Phoenix. the next two weeks. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm ready for it too, brother. Hey, before you uh, before you launch into your first of all, yes. as, as you always do, and I see that you have your sheet ready with stuff. Yes. Um, does the name Harry Myrie ring a bell for you? Yes. How so? Um, didn't he uh, beat us for the best podcast? And we uh, bought some drums and stuff for his kids. As a matter of fact, Chuckster, great recall on your part. And if you uh, if you somehow are saying, hold it, who is this Harry Myrie you speak of? Here's a little clip to refresh everybody's memory. Chuck and Ernie, my dudes, it's Harry, loyal steamer Harry, as I'm known among my people. Look, man, congrats to you and the entire Steam Room team on your Webby Award nomination. I got nominated to separate category, no competition. But I made a video about my dreams coming true, playing drums, touring all these NBA arenas, and the fact that I'm even eligible for a thing that can be won by Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson. It just makes me so insanely grateful that I decided I'm going to donate 50 drum sets to 50 schools across the 50 United States if I win. Because that's how I got my start, at a school in Alabama that had a donated drum set. Do it for the kids, man, and keep those towels on, fellas. You remember how you responded, Chuck? I said, I'm going to match his uh, drum sets. Uh, I tell you what, Harry, if you win, I'll donate 50 drum sets too. So that'll make it an even 100. And you'll never guess who's joining us, Chuck. Are you serious? Hello, dudes. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, man? The musk is strong in the steam room, man. It's just like I imagined it. I can't wait to get them drums, brother. Congratulations. Rock and roll. Thank you, man. That was a, a, an awesome moment for our history here on the Steam Room. And you know who happens to be here inside the studio with us today? In the studio? Yeah. And it, it, he, he on the Steam Room or in the studio? 
What's up? We hey, we, we record this what the up, steam brother? room here in a Welcome, studio. Right. Welcome. Oh, it's extra steamy in here, y'all. Uh, <laughs> keep your towel on, as you as uh, you you know the rules. Look, I'm in the entertainment business. I was trained to be ashamed of my body. I will keep my towel on. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm the, I'm at that stage of my life too. It is great to see you because the clip we showed. Obviously, we were doing the show remotely at that point, doing the pod that way, and uh, and now. This this whole dream you had, and I applaud you for it too, of donating the fifty and then Chuckster matching it. So so have a hundred drum kits been distributed? Ninety nine have been distributed. What's the other one? I sense it nearby. It feels a little steamy to me. <laughs> uh, I can tell it's close. Yeah. In Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. You know what's crazy? You know how kids we're stupid. I went through my drum stage. And was I this kind of like your football stage also? That was, that was dangerous. That one day okay. I played football. And that was a bad day. But I actually got a drum set. I can't. I think I was, I was remember what age. And I played drums every day for like three weeks. Yeah. And that was the last time I tested drums. Because you, you got no rhythm, man. I don't. But like for some reason I felt <laughs> like I, I must have been watching some TV show. And I told my mother and grandmother, I want drums. And they pieced it together and got me some drums. And I played, for some reason, I went through a stage where I played drums like every day for three weeks. Yeah. And then I never touched another drum. And when was this? I think I was 12 or 13. I can't remember the exact time. It was wow. a- Dude, it's like riding a bike. You can get right back on there. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay. It, I it, saw you ride a bike a couple of weeks ago. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be just like that. <laughs> hey, so what's, what's changed in your life since the pandemic? Every musician on the planet will tell you this, first of all. Not going on stage for a year and a half, the the second you get back on there, you go, how did I ever complain about being in Sheboygan and the water was lukewarm and the beef was undercooked? It's like, now I'm like, undercooked beef in Sheboygan? Thank you. Thank you, God. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be because, like, when I've had an injury, there's the only thing I compare it to, and you're out, like, six weeks you're like just sitting there watching the game. You're like, this sucks just sitting there watching the game. And then when you come back, it's like, this is the greatest thing ever. So it's got to be the same feeling. I will say, I don't know if this is emotionally healthy of me to say, but at least all of us were sidelined. Yes, yes. You know, that would have been torturous seeing all these other drummers out there just sweating on the people. And I go, oh, but that's my purpose on earth, yeah. you know. So, But I will also say, um, I think these webby shenanigans and this charity stuff we're doing, I think all of that also came about from getting a chance to stop and say, wow, what if my life didn't revolve around me yeah, all yeah. the time? And I, I did notice in the pandemic, I felt so lucky. That was a lot of suffering for a lot of yeah. people. But I felt so lucky that I could eat, put a roof over my head. And I know not everybody felt that way yeah. for that couple of years. And so I, I, I feel that um, one of the main feelings I felt from doing 100 of these with you is that I, I want to do 100 more. Yeah. I can see how much of an impact that has. And I go... Man, this is like I'm more obsessed with this than I am with playing. Yeah, now, give us an idea of what that of, of when you show up at a school and you and you donate the kit and what kind of reactions you're getting. This is so fun. It's a, this is kind of a two year project. Yeah. You know? So when I started and this whole insanity happened, I didn't think I was going to win. Um, <laughs> you're probably disappointed too. It cost yeah. you 50 drum sets. And <laughs> no, I'm glad you won. Thank you, man. Yeah. I, um, 
that's what it that's what it really caught on you know like when it became a dual shenanigan between yeah. the two of us then people really got interested I, and i started by just opening a form on my website i go anybody who wants a drum set just fill out this thing and it was so overwhelming between me and the one guy that works for me that we ended up roping in a charity called music will they used to be called little kids rock this is their specialty like a godsend they just put instruments into music schools in need they also helped me i went on tour this year with hardy in all year We'd play Los Angeles. I'd get there a day early. I'd go to a school in Los Angeles, yeah. and we'd unveil the drum sets. And I could see with my own eyes kids that were used to They showed me this little corner of the school called the beach in, in Los Angeles. And, hey, this is where kids go to skip class and smoke and do shenanigans they're not supposed to be doing. And I go, well, they showed me the beach. It was empty. I go, well, where is everybody? They go, check this out. They take me into the music room, and everybody was circled around the drums like it was a game of dice. Yeah, they're doing beats for each other. Some go, oh, oh, and like taking turns and showing each other beats. I go, like, dude, these—it brought everybody into school. Yeah, um, that was so moving, and I was so grateful to both of y'all that we made all that happen. You know what's what's cool too? Look, this guy's played the Garden. You're going to be playing Wrigley. Wow. You're going to be playing Fenway. Uh, Okay, this is pinch yourself stuff, right? I, well, that's a. I never even imagined wheeling my drums into Fenway Park. I went yeah. to college in Boston. My apartment was right next door. I'd wait till the fourth inning, go into standing room for <laughs> you know ten bucks or something, and watch the Red Sox. And, and that was pinch yourself, seeing the Red Sox in Fenway yeah. in a building that old and magical. Yeah, I've seen concerts there too. I never imagined wheeling my drums in there. In playing, I can't believe we're doing that for two nights. You know what's amazing? Some of the calls we get from people like yourself, and some, we had a, a, a soldier who said he had PTSD. He says, I just want to thank you guys for making me laugh. This one lady had lost her job. And when we get one of those calls, it is so heartwarming. I'm just like, man, this one, like you said, I can't wait to get to the next podcast. Because, like I said, and what's, what's really crazy I've never listened to a podcast in my entire life. We This is our fourth year, third or fourth year? Fourth. This is our fourth year, and I've still never listened to a podcast. And I've been on 100, not just mine. I've been on everybody else's. But it's, it's, it's turned into one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. And thanks to people like you who are using it in a positive way. But when we get one of these calls from somebody just say, well, this teacher from New York City, he says, oh, I, I have incorporated you guys into my teachings and the kids, blah, blah, blah. So first of all, your kids should be in the bed. They should have watched us at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. They, you make sure they make straight A's. But it's, it, this has one, been one of the most cool things I've ever did in my life. So you're 100% correct. We um, are going to have Harry uh, on the drums uh, through the rest of the show. Uh Playing us in and out of breaks here with the with I like the, with the theme room with oh. a steam room theme song, but yeah. but there's so this is wait, a, wait, wait. this is a drum kit back here. I found you, the 100th drum set, Chuck. There, it yeah. is. Wait, well, I'm trying to think. I mean, that's pretty cool. Somebody put the steam room on there. Yeah, how and, about oh, that? And not to mention my Auburn colors too. Oh, but that's just me thinking. Oh, I did. What a coincidence! Uh -huh. What yeah. a coincidence! Yeah. yeah, this is awesome, man. It's uh, it's great to be able to look at you. Face to face. Thanks for inspiring hey, us. Yeah, though. and it was just you know for you and to it's for inspiring you to, the kids too. For you to reach out for Cap to hear the call and say, hey, let's put that on the steam room yeah. because a lot of folks call it the answering machine. But this was this was just I'm a great initiative, won. man. Yeah. I'm glad to help you a little bit because if you hadn't won, 
I mean, first of all, I, we, we should have did it anyway, but I'm glad you won. And let us know what a Webby is. <laughs> <laughs> a heavy, expensive piece of metal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That we turned into good. No, if I had lost, I would have gone into schools and stolen their drum sets. So this was, so the win was essential. I have to say thank you to Cap Upstairs. Thank you to both of you. It's the tone. Y'all are trying to put it on me, but it's the tone that both of y'all set. Everything, y'all have so many eyeballs on you. And you always say, I have enough. How can I make everybody else benefit from the attention that I get? And y'all have set that tone. I've been watching you on television forever. And even before then, watching you play basketball. Yeah. And like that, that is just ingrained in my blood, the, that charitable tone that y'all said. So thank you. Both, thank man. you, brother. No, it's right our thank pleasure, you. man. It's yeah. our pleasure. Uh, Chuckster is going to do his first of all here. Uh, if you want to take uh, your position uh, and we'll be hearing from you during the rest of the podcast and give us an idea, uh, Harry, just give folks an idea, Pe- folks you have played with and bands you have played with um, around the country. I'm so lucky. I- I'm touring right now with Michael Hardy. Everybody calls him Hardy. Um, he's like an absolutely legendary songwriter uh, in the country music world. You just name a bunch of random, anything you turn on the radio, one in every five songs was written by Hardy. He thought he was going to do that his whole life. But these publishers started going, what if we give him a record deal? And now we're out playing these crazy places singing his songs. It's unbelievable. He's kind of a metal head, which is, I like playing loud. And uh, so I played with Hardy. Over the years, played with Lindsey L and Low Cash and had the privilege of uh, playing on a Keith Urban thing. I hope it comes out one day. Um, the, the list goes on. But uh, this, this is what I do all this year. This is tremendous. Yeah. How many yeah. days you work a week? It feels like seven. It's so funny. On stage is when I go, oh, I'm on the golf course. Yeah. Like, that's the fun part. Yeah. Everything else around it, putting together the show um, and, and the traveling. You know, I, I, the traveling's easy for me. We sleep on tour buses. We fly a lot now at reasonable times and stuff. And there's so many people working with us that I'm not lugging drums through broken glass alleyways anymore <laughs> for $50 a night. Now I get $51 a night. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the, what's the rush like? How do you, for somebody, because I know a lot of athletes want to be, be musicians. Yes. You know, and what's the rush like in a packed arena uh, when you're doing your thing? I think about that all the time, the, the other way around. I always think about musicianship, like athletics. Um, and even the gigging world is kind of like, you think of it like being in the league. Somebody gets a big gig, you go, oh man, he just got traded to the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even that good. He's about to get a title. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it, so I think of the rush that way, and we play in many of the same buildings. Yeah. You know, We play in these arenas. All I could think about when we played Madison Square Garden was like all the amazing basketball that happened in there in the 90s, you know, just looking around at the ceiling like, oh, this is where it happened. But whether I go on stage or not, I noticed this last night in my hotel room at 11 p.m. or so, my body knows the lights are about to go down or we're about to go Olympian. And so I'll be laying in bed trying to go to sleep and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is my favorite feeling in my life, yeah. though, is just twitching a little bit this way and feeling 20,000 people go. Boom. That's awesome. That's a that's a great description. I'll man. never know what a slam dunk feels like. So yeah. that's just what I hope or imagine it feels like. Just, that's no being good at something and having people appreciate it and cheer for it, there's no better feeling, period. All right. You take so your ends. spot and and while you make your way over there, I hope you're entertained by Chuck's first of all for I this week. I got some good ones today. Oh good. Way to change it up. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> You're a funny guy. Regular old jerk Benny. <laughs> okay, first of all, so I'm gonna uh, first of all, first of all, I'm gonna start with a couple of condolences. Uh I never met this guy, but I was a fan from the CNN family, uh Drew Griffin. I, I saw he passed away. Uh like I say, I always try to support our family of networks. I never met this guy before. But uh, he was obviously very talented. Investigative reporter. Yes. He asked some tough questions. I was looking at a retrospective of some of the... <laughs> he, was, he was out there going at some people pretty hard. But I just want to give my condolences to Drew Griffin's family because that's, man, death always sucks. It sucks even more during the holidays. And secondly, Louis Orr. Uh, Louis Orr was a, a basketball coach, NBA player for eight years, I think. One of the nicest people, good player, played for the Knicks. He passed away uh, this week. Um, you know, anytime we lose somebody in the NBA family, it's traumatic, uh, especially when, you know, he was a young guy too. So I want to give Louis Orr, his family, my condolences and thoughts, man, because it's just really uh, tough times. Uh, but he's just a really good player, nice guy, and just wish his family the best through the holidays. It's tough. You know, Chuckster, we're at that age. Yeah. You and I, where it's like on a weekly basis. It sucks. Somebody you know, a yeah. colleague, uh, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. Getting man. old. It's yeah. good to get old, but it's not fun all the time. No. I want to thank everybody for the nice ALS uh, emails I've been getting. Uh, obviously, because of my good friend, uh, Gary Godfrey and uh, his wife, Carol, I donated some money to ALS research in Alabama. You know, we did the, the Carrie and Gary challenge for Carrie Good in Alabama uh, and Auburn for Gary Godfrey. And uh, I made a donation to Gary uh, in, in the name of Gary. Uh, I'm doing it for ALS research. And uh, man, I got some really great emails from people saying my wife or my husband had it. So thank you for the emails. We're not going to let people, because they said nobody ever talks about ALS. But I promise you, in honor of my man Gary, who him and his wife have been battling for a long time, I'm going to keep doing stuff for ALS because it's a great, great cause. Good on you. Yes. Uh, soccer. World Cup. I know uh, absolutely nothing about soccer. Mm-hmm. But. You've made that abundantly clear. But I did something i never done in my life before. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess what that is. I watched an entire soccer game. Yeah, and it turned into the most exciting sports event I might have ever seen. That thing between Argentina and France, Messi and Mbappe, mm -hmm. that was some of the most incredible things I've ever seen. I test my boy Taylor Twelman, and I says, "Yo, because you remember last year." The Buffalo Bills Kansas City game. I says, I think I just saw the greatest sporting event I've ever seen. Did this eclipse that? Uh, I think it did. Wow. I think it did. And I listened to most of the announcers say this probably was the best sporting event, uh, best World Cup soccer final. I said, I, I can only compare it to uh, the night I saw LeBron score 30 straight points against the Pistons. People bring up New England's comeback in the Super Bowl over the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I don't bring that one up because I bet on the Falcons. Yeah, I, know. I don't bring that one up. I know. Uh, thank you You're guys still paying for choking that one off, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, still paying that one off. The Kansas City game last year between them and the Bills, that was the most uh, incredible. Oh, what well, a kick six in there too. I was at the kick six game down at Auburn. 
Uh, but man, like I say, I'm not a soccer fan. I don't want to be one of these jackasses on television who get on TV all the time, act like he knows everything about every sport. I know about basketball and that's it. But man, I just want to give a shout out to the to to Messi, Mbappe, World Cup fans. That was one of the most exciting things that I've ever seen. And I'm gonna two more things. Man, Devin Booker. I happened to be watching. I was at a sports bar Saturday. You? Really? Yeah. A judge asked this guy why he robbed a bank. He said, that's where they keep the yeah. money. I was at a sports bar because that's where they keep the alcohol. <laughs> so, and I needed two and t- the TVs. And the TVs. So I'm watching the Suns over here, and I'm watching the Bills Miami over here, which was two fabulous. I kind of gave up on my son because they were down 20 the whole game. They were down 20 at halftime. I'm like, you can't call somebody out for dunk and then come home and get your ass kicked. Yeah. And they were complaining about Zion dunking the ball. So they're down 20. And then Devin Booker happened. 58. And I want people, man, if you – I love our job. I get – I tell people, I get paid to watch the best players in the world and Devin Booker put on a show. And – he they, tried to nail it at the at the end too. Yeah. After Zion had dunked, yeah. when the game was out of hand in New Orleans the other day, and Booker launched a three at the at the horn of this yep. game too, with the uh, with the game uh, no longer in doubt. You no, know, and Joker. Oh yeah, I got to mention the Joker. Twenty seven boards. Uh, uh and the forty points and the twelve assists. That's pretty good. It's okay. Uh, listen, man, we got to stop this guy because we never show the Nuggets. A lot. Oh, no, we don't We're going talk. to tonight. Uh, as, we, as we record uh, this on this day, we got Memphis and Denver as our nightcap, uh, which is going to be great I, we to We got, watch. man, 40, 25, 27. 27. And 12? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And it said two other people, Will Chamberlain and the great Elgin, Elgin Baylor. Baylor yeah. If you want to list with those guys – that's impressive. That would have been a good night to uh, be playing that uh, that fantasy game we used yes, to play in the studio right. when we had to pick that, a player. That would be great, wouldn't it? That but man, uh, that I just it. I just want to give a shout out to those two guys, man, for making the NBA what it is today just amazing. And I'm gonna finish up with Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends out there. Uh, I went over to my daughter's house the other day. They were lighting the candles. Oh, okay. And I was like, what y'all lighting the candles for? And they like, it's Hanukkah. I'm like, oh, thanks for sharing. Uh, so happy Hanukkah to to Christiana, Illy, and little Henry. So I hope, uh, I think we're three days, two or three days in now. So, man, I hope they're having a great Hanukkah. And to all my Jewish friends out there, happy Hanukkah. Very well said. That yes. was a wide-ranging, comprehensive, first of all. You know, best knowledge in this big old head. Yes, it is a big old head. And and so now we can head to break and we can hear yes. the uh, Steam Room theme song. For accompanied real. Accompanied by Harry Myrie on the drums. Let's hear it. Wow. Holiday edition. There you go. Of the Steam Room continues right after this. 
part. Y'all like that part, Chuck? I, I, I tell you what, I like man, the whole thing. I like, I love the colors too, Demo, and the Auburn colors. Harry Myrie and Charles Barkley donating 100 drum kits to schools around the United States, uh, and this all coming uh, as a result of a, uh, a call that Harry made to the steam room a couple years ago, and uh, you matching his his gift of 50. So it's uh, it's wonderful to kind of tie it all together here at this at this time of giving. Well, you know, Christmas man, it's just for the kids, mm-hmm. and. But the thing about him, though, Harry, I think is impressive. You never know what's going to change your life. Right. You never know. You never know, like, there's probably other people who want to play the drums who suck at it. Like As you as you pointed out earlier. Uh, I didn't in, say I sucked at it. I said I had a, a little three-week period when I got my drums. Yeah, if you were really good at it, you probably would have kept it up. That's a good point. Yeah. My, That's a good point. There you go. That's I'm, why I'm not here. used to good points for you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about this season. I, I mean, I'm coming off a great weekend, Chuckster. I mean, I went to uh, Brickmont Senior Living, where my 94-year-old mother lives. Saint lady. She's a saint. She's great. And we uh, had all the family went over there. Shout out, Brickmont. Shout out to April Ridings, uh, our friend over there. Gave us a room. Had all the family in there. Kind of had an early Christmas where everybody could get together. Sunday, we go down to the uh, Botanical Gardens with the entire family again to see the, the the lights down there that they've set up, which is just amazing. Yesterday, everybody gets together doing the big holiday baking thing, all the Christmas cookies and all that stuff. That and So I brought all that stuff in that Cheryl Ann made again for tonight, by the way. The haystacks. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mouth starts watering. Yeah, I like that. that. The haystacks are unbelievable. But, but I point all of this out um, to – to bring on our next guest because it's look honestly for a lot of folks this is the t- this is a, one of the toughest times of the year uh, it really is you know that a lot of folks are really into the whole holiday spirit and Christmas spirit and Hanukkah as you brought out but for other folks it's a real difficult time and so we wanted to reach out to Liz Beecroft who is a licensed clinical social worker she's based in New York um, because we've had calls on this show before of folks who life's tough and 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 i'm liz we take great pride in in having you on here and uh, and in giving us some of some of your time and your expertise here because um we know there are folks listening right now uh for whom the holiday spirit is it's tough um so i could imagine that around this time of year um you are faced with, uh, you know, trying to t- tell folks how they can get through a time like this. Tell me, tell me how that all works. Yeah. You know, it's really hard. Like you said, there's these pressures to be social, to be happy, to be present, especially this time of year. But, you know, this time of year can bring on a lot of emotions for people. It can one be just very stressful for everyone involved? But, you know, when you're also someone who might be experiencing grief or loss or trauma, you know, that can also come up more prominently around this time of year as well. Feeling the stress to participate in social activities or family traditions or, you know, even the idea of feeling isolated or lonely due to different relationship challenges that we might have. There's so many, you know, different reasons that the holidays can be really stressful for some people. And it's there's a lot to unpack here. But, you know, I think 
like the media often says, it's the most wonderful time of year for a lot of people. It's it's not the most wonderful time of year. So w- what's the best way? Okay, number one, there's grief. If somebody's lost a loved one, what's the best way to deal with that aspect of? I mean, I mean that's it's obviously different for everybody. But what would be your recommendation? The best way to handle grief. Yeah, I think, you know, really leaning into your support system, if that's something you're experiencing and and also, you know, tapping into yourself and trying to, you know, figure out, do you want to celebrate the holidays this year? You don't have to celebrate if that's not something you're feeling up for, but also, you know, taking a step back and, and maybe making that assessment that traditions might look a little different this year. If, you know, a loved one has passed or, you know, a prominent figure in someone's life is no longer a part of those holiday traditions and celebrations. And I think, you know, being able to, you know, have that awareness and understanding can be helpful, but at the same time, not putting any pressure on yourself to, you know, really engage if you're just not feeling up for it. How do you, um, and forgive me for, you know, my lack of knowledge on this thing, but if, how would you differentiate between feeling sadness and being depressed? Well, you know, when it comes to sadness, that's a feeling that is a normal feeling for every person to feel at some point in their life. But depression is an actual clinical diagnosis where there are different criteria that we have to meet in order to be clinically depressed. So to be, you know, depressed, someone might have, you know, frequent bouts of sadness or hopelessness, irritability, a change in appetite that can be weight gain or weight loss associated with that, Um, sleep disturbance, having a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep, Um, loss of energy, loss of interest in activities that you might have previously found enjoyable, having a hard time concentrating, and, you know, more severe symptoms such as thoughts of death or thoughts of suicide. So, so, you know, I'm so fascinated by your answer because we've seen some prominent people take their lives. So, and we all say, I don't know if I'll ever be in that situation. So how do you differentiate between depression or I always say, man, bad shit's going to happen. I mean, because no matter who you are, whatever it is, bad shit happens all the time. So how do you get, go from, okay, bad shit happened, I got to figure it out, or I got depression? How, like, to me, that's such a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. I think it really, you know, depends on the individual, right? Like, each person might handle that exact same bad situation very differently, and that is because of a culmination of all your past experiences and the skills that we may or may not have to kind of navigate certain situations in life. And so, you know, it's, it's actually interesting. I was, I had been on Shaq's podcast a couple months ago to talk about something similar where, you know, it was the idea between like mental fortitude or like a mental diagnosis, like mental illness. And like, you know, they both kind of go hand in hand when you don't have those skills to have the mental fortitude to be able to push through. They also that also plays into mental illness. Like if you're you are more susceptible to maybe developing a a serious clinical diagnosis of depression or anxiety or something else in that realm. If you don't have those skills and we might not have those skills for a variety of reasons, whether we just never learn them, whether there's a chemical imbalance that we're not able to utilize those skills, whether, you know, we're not at that point in our lives where, you know, certain 
um, events we're able to just navigate and, and work through. And I think when it comes to um, that, you're absolutely right. It is a slippery slope. How do we differentiate? And I, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's trying to really being able to having support, but also being able to explain when we might need support as well, because support looks different for so many people. Um, and it's really kind of tapping into ourselves, looking inward and saying, well, what ways do I like to receive support? What ways do I need support right now? And how can I communicate that and ask for help if I need it? Do you feel like folks are more forthcoming now that maybe, you know, for a long time, I think there was a, there was a stigma attached to, you know, seeking, seeking treatment or seeking help or or just admitting that, yeah, I, I do need somebody to listen to this and somebody to try to help me through it. Uh, but it seems like in recent years, especially with more high profile folks saying, look, I've got some mental stuff I'm dealing with that it's that folks are more forthcoming. Absolutely. Yes. And I think too, like it's the idea of like being able to explain how you need support or speaking up when you might need support. But then on the reverse side of that, it's also how do we support people? You know, when you see prominent people, you know, struggling with mental health and tragic things happening, there's often this narrative that goes around of like, check in on your friends, be there for your people. And at the same time, like, checking in on your friends is more than just sending a text message with some emoji hearts. Like it's, it's really listening, active listening, offering to take some things off their plate, like just not trying to pressure them or, you know, not be judgmental in that moment because their experiences in life are so different than our own and being able to be that person that they need in that moment, not the person that we think they need. Growing up poor in Alabama, you didn't know you were poor. You know, my mother and grandmother were amazing, but we grew up poor, me and all my brothers, and we tried to piece together a Christmas. What's your best advice for a parent who might not be financially well enough to give? Because you see, see that that's the one thing that sucks about Christmas. When you talk about the season of giving, it's not the season of giving for everybody. What's your advice to a parent who's like, I can only give love or just try to piece together and not feel guilty. I think, you know, reframing the idea of what it means to give, like giving monetary things is not the only way that we can show up for other people, especially around the holidays. And that is a very valid and genuine concern. And especially right now, like the economy is in a really not great place for a lot of people. And I think, you know, being able to have those transparent conversations with family members, with friends, but also, you know, giving what we can give, if that is love, if that is, you know, lower cost items, such as like a framed photo or just time together, quality time can make such an impact in someone's life over any materialistic item. Liz Beecroft, thank you so much. Wait, can I say one more thing? you may. Uh, Liz, I just want to say this. I let it go because we were having a serious conversation. You not you didn't do your job with Shaq. I mean, he's not fixed. If you're supposed to be working with him, you need to, he need to come back and get a second opinion. Chuck, I'm just gonna say that might take months, years. <laughs> <laughs>
I loved it, but yeah, we're gonna we he can he can always call me up whenever. We'll have those conversations. Hey, thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. We appreciate you. Thanks a bunch. And, thanks for having me. Yeah, and and we hope that that uh, that was some good stuff. Yeah, it, there was some really good stuff. Because so, man, because everybody's not in the same boat. You know, we talked earlier when I was talking about Drew Griffin and Louis Orr. Like, it's gotta suck for to lose a loved one during the holidays. I mean, uh, especially like uh, if they're older, it's different. But to lose a father, a husband, a brother, sister, or a kid during the holidays, it's yeah. brutal. And it's, you know, and and I'll say this too, Chuck, because um, like when, when we lost Michael at 33, yeah, that that happened at the end of October of uh, of last year. And so, like, the holidays last year were just a blur. Uh, and now we're into another Christmas season here, and and now it's and now we're all together. There, you know, we were kind of separated by COVID last year too, yeah. and and couldn't all get together. And it's, um, and there are just those moments, man, when it hits you. Yeah. And and it, there's just no there's no way of just like thinking that time was time is going to take take over and and, and it's going to be it's all going to be fine and. And eventually, maybe that is, but there are just there are moments in the, in the course of these these holiday celebrations that you just get crushed. Yeah. And so, and and I know there are other folks out there going through the same kind of thing. And um, so that's if, why I'm glad we had yeah, her on. That's me too. Yeah. And I and I just think it's, there's a lot of value in what and what Liz had to say. Um, we are continuing with the steam room here. We have got Harry Myrie on the on the drums and uh, we're going to break with some more magic. Hey, Harry's face as he was playing and heard the vocal, the vocal uh, uh, version of that. Harry, yeah, dude. What what's those things you're playing? What's the things you hitting the drums with? Yeah, yeah, these are brushes. I I had to go to Fork's drum closet and go, hey, dude, I've gone on this podcast. Can you give me the quietest? playing implements you have. Dude, I play so loud. No one that's ever met me can hear So, so they, they're called brushes? These are brushes, man. Okay. You can clean your teeth with them or your horse or you can... It's a great sound. Yeah. That's a great sound. Yeah, that's like 1920s jazz. Kind I, of jazz. I, I, I can't believe they can make that noise. Yeah, it's great. That's impressive. You know, Harry and I once did a duet. You know that? Yeah, yeah the Millie Vanilla. You the Millie Vanilla? Back when, back when he was a guest and we were doing it remotely... And this is difficult to do, to wait. do a duet remotely. Wait, you did not, wait. <laughs> Where I'm in my basement in Brazelton, he's in Nashville, and this was the result. Oh, this. <laughs> How about that action? 
How about that action, Chuckster? You How just, about he that? He was just beating that thing, Ernie. I know. I was hitting the bongo. Okay. Nice try. That was more rhythm than you. <laughs> you. You have to admit. I don't have a lot of rhythm. Okay. Very okay. good. You don't have to have rhythm to play basketball. No, you don't. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you say we do some answering yes, machine Yes, let's action? do it. Spin it. Hello, world. This is Charles Barkley. Leave me a message. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Ernie. This is Nell calling from the mean streets of Milwaukee. Hey! With the holidays fast approaching, I'm curious. What was the best Christmas gift you received as a kid and the best Christmas gift you received as an adult? Happy holidays. Ooh, one of the best things I got when I was a kid was in Milwaukee. And there was this, there was this uh, thing called Tiger Joe. It was a tank that a battery operated tank that would run over like pillows and stuff. It was like, no matter what you put in the way, it would, it would go over. So Tiger Joe was, was it for me as a kid? Um, clearly I liked the drums for three weeks. Was that a Christmas gift? Yes. Okay. Yes. Probably a a bike. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, a bike is the greatest thing ever. Uh, I love bikes. When you get a nice bike. When's the last time you rode a bike? Oh, I actually ride a bike all the time. I have a, a bike now that helps me with my weight loss. Really? Uh, yes. I thought you were just hanging your clothes on that thing. Oh, no. That's the uh, Stairmaster. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the Stairmaster. That's are, you what, do, are you doing the Peloton? Uh, no, I got an outdoor bike. Oh, really? With, with the big fat wheels. So, hold it. So, you are out. Where are you doing this? Phoenix? Yes. Do you have it in Atlanta? No. I like to see what the, this, man, yeah. the weather in Atlanta is a coin flip every week. I'm not buying a bike here. Okay. It's been freezing. So about. you're just out there in the desert going around with your- uh, Yeah, just your, riding the bike. On your bike it with really, the knobby wheels and really, all that. With the big fat wheels. Yeah, knobby tires. Is that what they call? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just called them fat type, fat bike. Of course. Oh, and, and just for the record today, I just get draws- uh, socks and ties. Oh, 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 oh. That's obviously somebody who doesn't know you very well, well is going to get that's you draws. I used to, yeah, I quit wearing draws like 25 years ago. But now I always get watches because, you know, people know I collect watches. Right. Uh, I got like, uh, no, you can never go wrong getting me a watch because I got like 120 watches. I love watches. Um, but that's it. You give me a nice watch, I'm good. Okay. Next call. Chuck, Ernie, TK, Johnny here from South Texas. I listen to y'all's podcast every single week. I love it uh, out there mowing yards, and I can't get enough of it. I replay them every week until the next one comes out. Absolutely love y'all, first of all. First of all, I wanted to ask you guys a couple things. Chuck, you said you only get one McRib when you go to McDonald's, but right now they got the two for six going on. You hopping on two McRibs? And Ernie, I got a question for you. As a big holiday man, big family man, Christmas time coming up, I got to ask you this. What is you and your family's favorite Christmas tradition? Love y'all. Listen to the podcast every week. Chuck, you be nice to TK, please. He is a nice man. He is legendary. Y'all have a good one, guys. God bless for South Texas. Oh, man. that was He just had to run a great call with the TK stuff. Um, number one, you can never get more than one sandwich. Okay. You can't get that. You can't. That seems just, strange coming from you. I don't think that's always been your philosophy. Does that all, has that always been your philosophy? No, only, it hasn't. No, no, you can't. You can't get. First of all, the only time I ever cheated 
It's my pregame meal was two fish fillets and a large fry back in the day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's the only time I got the jet. How long was your career? 16 years. But so I, 16 years of eating two uh, filet of fish sandwiches. No, I, the, when I got older, I couldn't do that. Okay. But I went through probably a five to seven year period where, first of all, tartar sauce, tartar sauce is not quite. First of all, tartar sauce. If there's ever been a phrase yeah. that describes the steam room, there it was. I'm just saying tartar sauce is not quite Heinz 57. No, no, I'm not a big tartar sauce guy. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. You. Tartar sauce. In, in the thing I'm that, a malt vinegar guy on, yeah, on the, some of that fish. The, there's only two things you can eat uh, tartar sauce on. Fish fillets um, and fried shrimp. Mm-hmm. That's the only two times it's okay to eat tartar sauce. Need the, and, I need the hot cocktail sauce. On and you shrimp. mix it with the cocktail sauce. Yeah, okay. And that's when it's a delicacy. Okay. Uh, as far as uh, Johnson family traditions, you know, I obviously share a land with the, uh, with the annual uh, baking of the stuff for the crew. Yes. And uh, it's a wonderful life. Got to watch It's a Wonderful Life. To my big brother, George, the richest man in town. It's awesome. Have you seen It's a Wonderful Life? I think I might have seen it back when I was like 12. Yeah. Watch it again. It's good for you. It's good for the soul. Uh, hey, you know what else is good for the soul? Was that got a guest? And it's not Harry. Harry's still here. Yeah. Uh, can we bring in the guest? Oh, hey! Christiana! Hey, little Henry! Look at little man. Say hi. <laughs> Look at little Henry. Look at the hair on little Henry. Uh, hey, Big Pop! Big. Oh my he God! He just woke up. Okay. Hey, Big Pop here, Henry. Christiana, what's up with the hair on this youngin? Look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to start putting it into a ponytail because it's very long. Don't do a man bun because, you know, grandpa here is all uh, does not like man buns. Yeah, she was telling me, I told her, she cut his hair. They were talking about cutting his hair. I said, if you cut his hair, I'm going to take you out of the wheel. <laughs> look at my man, little man. Oh, look at Henry. Look at it. He can, he hears my voice. Like I'll be we'll be watching. I think he knows my voice in a subway commercial. Christiana, are you drinking Diet Coke and pregnant? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's I'm a, tired. You're tired. That's because you're pregnant. You got two kids almost. Hold it, that's news. She's pregnant again. Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, she's uh, she, oh, she like four months. Wow, Christiana, congrats. I'm actually six months. I lost two yeah. months somewhere. She's six months pregnant. Wow. So little uh, LFH is going to have... Uh, <laughs> well, we didn't find out if Henry was a boy or a girl in advance. We wanted right. to do a surprise. Good for and you. And we were planning on doing a surprise again but just this morning i accidentally found out that we're having a girl so wow henry will be a big brother to a little sister in april that is tremendous yeah you know i wasn't happy that they kept it a secret the first time they're like they want to be a surprise i said you're pregnant it can't be a surprise it it's she says want to be a surprise i said you're pregnant it's not a surprise yeah so hey christiana have you and uh you and your dad settled this difference you have over uh, presents for uh, little Henry? He don't get no gifts. He's he's not even a year old. He's not getting any gifts. He's not he's one year he's not even one. He won't even notice uh, he won't even know the gifts. Look at him. He thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> he's wearing Halloween pajamas that I had to buy on sale because my parents won't buy him any presents. That's wow. a, see, see? 
Come on, Chuckster. He would be. He'd, he'd be. He would be. He would be so like he would be playing with the boxes instead of the gifts. That's part of it. Yeah, but there have to be gifts in there. First he's, I'm not even sure he's gonna get some at two. Christiana, I'm on your side, by the way. Thank you, Ernie. Look at my um, little man. He does, does love boxes and stuff like that. He has a really short attention span. I mean, he's only nine months old. Apple doesn't fall far from the Charles tree, that's for sure. <laughs> so, so you had a great checkup today? Well, I didn't even go in. I just was looking around my portal, and it said female, baby. So, Oh, I'm going to have a little granddaughter now. Wow. What a great now! What a great Christmas gift. You are going to continue to melt. So that's your Christmas present. Yes, and I, and I got a grandson. It's going to be my best Christmas ever. Look at my little man. Christiana. Thank you for making the time. Thanks for waking little Henry up to be with us. Bye, little man. Big Papa, see you soon. Bye. Say <laughs> bye, Henry. Say see you tomorrow. <laughs> Look at my little man. Look at him. Bye-bye. <laughs> Love you. That's bye. awesome. How about that, actually? Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, that's great. She sends me a text during the show. says, made a mistake, found out I'm having a girl. Oops. <laughs> I was like, okay. Another little bit of news here, Chucks. Okay. Uh, and and we should, look, appreciate your generosity because uh, you've made a million dollar donations to both Jackson State and Bethune-Cookman, correct? Yes. HBCUs. Um, uh, and previously, you had given to Alabama A&M, Clark Atlanta, Morehouse, Miles, Tuskegee, and Spelman. Yes. Um, so good on you. That's that's awesome. And um, you know Reggie Theus. Yes. Yes. And half man, half makeup. Yeah, the best looking man ever been on television, other than Rick Fox. Yeah. Both guys who who look worse when makeup is applied. Yes. Um, uh, so Reggie's the uh, head coach hey, and, the, and the AD at Bethune Cookman, and he's got a message for you. On behalf of BCU volleyball, Bethune Cookman softball, BCU track and field, Bethune Cookman women's basketball team, the BCU baseball program. Thank you, Ernie and Charles, for all that you do and for supporting us at the great Bethune Cookman University. Hell Wildcats! Hey, and, and on a personal note, guys, I just want to thank you so much for all that you do. Ernie, thank you so much for carrying me all those years on TNT. We all know that you're the real superstar on TNT show. And Chuck, thank you so much for your gift to BCU Athletics. It's going to help us in our trajectory to a championship culture at BCU. We just want to say from the basketball program and all BCU Athletics, thank, thank you, Hey, you know that's tremendous, Reggie. Uh, number one, it's, uh, man, I'm so lucky and blessed. Uh, I'm really glad to help these HBCUs out, and shout out to the ALS people in Alabama. I can't wait to do more with them. But man, we're lucky, Ernie. Like you always said, we get to. Yes, indeed. We got a get to job. I get to watch the best basketball players in the world. You know, I think a lot about as man. I'll be sixty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. I'll be 60 in a Been couple there. months. Been I can't believe that. I'll be 60. <laughs> so, uh, man, shout out to those HBCUs. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to keep doing as much as I can. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, the crew also has a gift for you. How about this? Uh-oh. Here ticking. Uh-oh. It's the movie you have still not watched. Hey. Whiplash. I will tell you this. I'm going to watch this because two of my favorite people. I've never met. Well, J.K. Simmons, I met him one day. Right. I I was in awe because he's such a great actor. I still haven't met Miles Teller yet. Yeah, we need to do that, too. I need to meet Miles. First of all, he's been close in minute, and I didn't want to bug him. But I didn't want to bother him at Tahoe, but I've been close to him, but I've never had a chance to say hello and tell him how great he is. But man, I can't. Uh, I'm going to watch this. Like, this going to be a new tradition. A new tradition? Yeah, it's going to be a new tradition. I'm going to watch Whiplash right, right before the holidays. <laughs> it's really not a yeah. Christmas oh, movie. Oh, wait, wait. We got a gift for Ernest. Oh, no. What's, what's the... Uh... Merry Christmas, Steam Room. We hope you like your cookies. <laughs> don't eat them up, Uncle Chuck. <laughs> and keep your towel on. Love you too. Oh, you awesome! That's, that's awesome. tremendous. That was that's a great little family tradition. All doing all the cooking. Oh yeah, they, we had all the grandkids over there yesterday. Had neighbors over there. We had uh, it was awesome. And and uh, and then they kept telling me, "Don't you need to go do something?" And then had Ray, our neighbor, say. We need to go down to the basement and, because they need to do something. And they wouldn't tell me what it was. But that's funny. That, that's cute. But Man, your grandkids are awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for number two to wow, get here. you're going to have a little granddaughter. I know. Oh, Chuckster. That's I, I love the fact she found out by accident. Like, yeah. That's funny. All right. Um, Cap, are we wrapping up the, the podcast in this, this fashion been, This has right been here? amazing today. The, it is one of your favorite things. Yeah. Karaoke. Uh, if we've we've got Harry Myrie on the drums. We've got some music for you. It's going to take a second, so folks who are listening, if you want to turn it off, hit the pause button, do whatever. You're about to hear the Chuckster karaoke. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. You familiar with the tune? Have (laughs) yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Utah gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days. Happy golden days. Faithful. Gather near to us. 
shining star upon the highest bowl and have yourself a merry little Christmas. That's Probably I enough. Concert, <laughs> I need a Grammy. Yeah. I would get down there for a Grammy or something. That was um, awe-inspiring. I think would be the only way to say it. And there we go. That's that's more like it. That's more like it. That's that's the steam room. This uh, holiday edition. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to all of you loyal steamers out there. And special thanks, Harry Myrie, for what you did for kids around the country, donating those drum kits to schools, and for hanging with us today.